Good afternoon, everyone. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. Welcome to the chat. Happy to have you with us today. And I'm delighted to have a longtime friend of mine as my guest in studio, the pastor of Westview Baptist Church in Cookville, my friend Jimmy Simpson. Jimmy, hello, sir. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing well, and it's good to be back in the radio studio with you. It's been a while. Yes, sir. It's been uh, about four years. Yeah, we used to do this uh, thing uh, on a regular basis where you would bring veterans in and we'd mm-hmm. get to talk to them about their service. Uh, to our country and 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 and, uh, and your service some from time to time. Which you did? You just tell me you spent ten years in the Navy. Uh, actually, I served on active duty in three branches: the Coast Guard, the Navy, and the Army. I spent wow. uh, little time at the Coast Guard Academy and uh, was young and dumb and dropped out. And a month later, I found myself sitting in uh, Great Lakes, Illinois, going to boot camp for the Navy. Spent ten years uh, as a submarine navigation electronics tech. Yeah. And uh, came out from there in 1998, and that was how I ended up in Cookville to go to Tech. Wow. Uh, enlisted in the uh, the Tennessee National Guard to keep from losing my retirement. I had 10 years. I was halfway there. And then that uh, resulted in me uh, being mobilized for Operation Iraqi Freedom Three. I deployed to Iraq with the 278th as a regimental battle staff NCO from uh june of uh 2004 to november of 2005 and that's that's really where we yeah. got kicked off oh yeah in fact i interviewed i did a radio interview with your wife while you mm-hmm. were in iraq yeah yep. i remember doing that and then did several with you and other veterans after that well how did you miss the army and the air force why didn't you uh <laughs> I, I, well the army i got the marine corps i was raised by a korean war era marine yeah. my dad was in the marine corps from 50 to 53 uh i knew that i didn't want anything to do with that and i wasn't smart enough to go in the air force so <laughs> i was smart enough to but i i, di- I didn't have i, I just it, yeah you know when i talk to to young men and women today about the military uh i strongly encourage the air force because it's much more uh applicable real world uh transferable experience i mean the the navigation system that i worked on on uh, nuclear submarines from 88 to 98 was designed in the 1950s and was actually used in uh bombers to navigate bombers wow so well thank you for your service man no, thank you for being here today and uh, you you um your pastor is as i introduced uh as i said earlier voice through baptist church and and i want to talk about that part of your life today uh how that happened your calling how you how you entered into that but and and so let's sort of put it in rewind you uh you before you were doing what you're doing now you did some other things that you were just telling me about and had mm-hmm. how much you want to go. So it wasn't just something that you came out of the womb and said, hey, I'm going to be a minister. There were some other roads that you traveled before you arrived behind the pulpit at Westview. Talk a little bit about there that. Were, yeah, uh, there were, yeah, there were a lot of people in, in my history that uh, when they heard I was preaching, they, they fully expected the church to fall down around me. Um <laughs> I was brought up, my parents divorced when I was seven. I was brought up in two different denominations. Uh, my father uh, remarried very shortly after the divorce, and uh, my stepmother was uh, very strong in Church of Christ. So when I was with my dad, we went to Church of Christ. When I was with my mom, 
if we went to church, it was usually fundamental, independent, missionary, Baptist uh, type background. Uh, and at 13, uh, I did what everybody else was doing in our Sunday school classes at, at uh, the church that I went with my dad and uh, talked to the pastor, you know, hey, I want to get saved, I, you know. And uh, so at 13, I got baptized. And uh, I had always had uh, an issue with with alcohol. Uh, there are stories of me uh, being drunk at four years old, three years old. Uh, I, I guess would, alcohol was in your home then. Yeah, yeah. My dad, my dad was an alcoholic, okay. and uh, yeah. The the earliest stories, I was sitting at a table. You know, he had his chair, I had my chair, table in between watching golf games, and uh, he had a Jack and Coke, and I had a little Orange Crush, and I was matching him drink for drink. Wow. Uh, Mom came in, and I turned off on a crying jag, and she picked me up, and she's like, James Albert, you've got this baby drunk. Uh, But, yeah, that was, that was, uh, you know, that, that, that was part of my history. And then at 15, uh started smoking, drinking, running around. Uh, I can't say running around with the wrong crowd because it ended up that I was the wrong crowd. <laughs> uh, and then uh, again, you know, at 18, uh, took off for the military. And in in the military, you know, that's part of the culture, uh, especially in the Navy. You hit Liberty ports and, you know, you go out and tie one on and have a good time. And uh, so that was kind of the, the life that I, I lived uh, through the 10 years in the Navy and then came here, uh, started going to Tennessee Tech and joined uh, AGS fraternity, Alpha Gamma Sigma. I had a couple of, of fellas that uh, were, became real close friends of mine, Robin Ash and uh, Ronnie Neal. Uh, Ronnie's actually a pastor here in Cookville, too. Robin is a pastor out in Savannah, Tennessee. Uh, but they got a hold of me, and they're like, you know, dude, you are you are killing yourself. Uh, in all honesty, at that point, I was a, I don't say a, 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 a an alcoholic. I was a functional drunk. I woke up. There was a bottle of Jack Daniels on my end table. I and took a drink. how old were you then? How roughly? Uh, I was 28. So you'd been, you spent time in the military, so you got yeah. started at Tech a little later than some. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a little bit. <laughs> About <laughs> well, 10 years experience. Uh, yeah. But they, uh, you know, they were talking to me about the fact that, you know, they were worried about me. Uh, and long story short, I tried cleaning myself up. And, you know, I would pour out a bottle and... Three or four days later, I'd find myself in Jackson County not knowing how I got there and, uh, you know, buy four or five fifths to do me for a while and come back up. But, you know, alcohol was messing around with drugs, running around with women. And then uh, January 23rd of 2000, everything radically changed. Uh, I had again, been trying to clean myself up, felt like I had to get better. I had to be good enough. Yeah. And uh, go ahead. I want to, uh, this is a great story, and we want to pick it up right there. 
uh, about that particular day in your life and mm-hmm. what happened and how your life changed. My guest today is my friend Jimmy Simpson, pastor of Westview Baptist Church. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Happy to have you with us today on The Chat. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. My guest, Jimmy Simpson, pastor of Westview Baptist Church, has been sharing his life story, which involved alcohol at an early age, mm-hmm. uh, more alcohol and, 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 <laughs> and the like in the military. But something happened. Uh, you enrolled at Tech as a 28-year-old. Uh, you um, met a couple of friends that started to influence you the right way. Uh, and on January 23, 2000, Pick the story of what happened and how that changed your life. Well, uh, I had uh, been out at the bar the night before, uh, woke up that morning, and through all of this, I was still going to church. I mean, I had, you know, I had punched my ticket. I'd gotten baptized when I was 13. Uh, let me let me come back yeah. to that, Jim, if I could. Got baptized. And baptism, obviously, is a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's an obedient thing. We know that. To the best of your knowledge, and maybe you don't, maybe it did, did something actually happen in your heart, or did you like me? Not I, a got, thing. I got baptized when I was six, but I went down lost. I came up lost. That, know, yeah, uh, that was me. I just got you? wet. Yes, yeah, okay. I just got wet. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they didn't hold me under long enough. I didn't bubble. <laughs> okay. <but. laughs> okay, so really, you, you didn't have a heart change. You just, no. Like you said, just absolutely got wet. Absolutely not. I'm sorry, it, was, it was going through the motions. It was doing what everybody else was doing. Right. Uh, but that morning, January 23rd of 2000, I woke up. Uh, there was young lady in my bed from the night before, and uh, I told her, you know, lock, lock the door on your way out. I'm going to church. And I walked in to— That is so fascinating. You just knew you needed to go to church. How did that—something yeah. something was going on, and you just knew that you needed to that get was, there? That was just what—I mean, like, like I shared, you know, my dad had a, a significant alcohol problem. And, you know, my dad, later on in life, he and I— uh, we had a, an odd relationship. Didn't talk from the time I was 16 till I was 21. But later on, after I got saved, after this day that we're talking about, uh, several years later, me and Dad uh, actually went squirrel hunting. Only time we ever hunted together in my life. Uh, and ended up just sitting on the side of a hill up at Dale Hollow Lake. And uh, I was, at that point, I was really concerned about my dad's salvation. And, uh, you know, because of the things in his life. And he told me, he says, you know, boy, I, I've, I've made a lot of bad decisions. I keep making bad decisions. Uh, he says, but I, I love Jesus Christ with all my heart. He says, I gave my life to him years ago. That doesn't mean I'm perfect. Uh, and uh, my dad passed away February 19th of uh, 2006, shortly after I came back from Iraq. And uh, the last three words that my dad said were, I love Jesus. Wow. And then stop breathing. Uh, so he was on your mind when you said to this mm-hmm. woman, hey, lock the door. When you leave, I'm going to church. Yeah. There was yeah, that, any, was, that was just what I did. Just, okay. Oh, oh so that, you typically went yeah. to church. I yeah. mean, that was, that, was a, that was a normal mm-hmm. thing that you were doing at that time. And, and you had a particular church that you were going to. Yeah. Okay. Jefferson Avenue Church of Christ. Okay. Uh, and Mike Benson that morning preached on Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, for by grace you've been saved through faith, and this not of yourselves, not by works, lest anyone should boast. And uh, the message that day, he titled it, The Cry of a Sin-Scarred Soul. And I'll be honest, White, you know, that was the first time I was 30 years old, getting ready to turn 30 years old. That was the first time I had, I can remember ever hearing about God's grace. First time I can ever remember hearing that it wasn't about me being good enough. Wow. 
first time I can remember hearing that, you know, there wasn't uh, this judgmental God ready to send me to hellfire because of all the, the stuff in my life that I did. Uh, it was the first time I heard about, uh, you know, the inherent sinfulness that we're born with, the inability that we have to overcome that, uh, and the, the, the absolute requirement, uh, you know, God in his just nature, uh, he's all loving, but he, he's, there's still justice. And in, in that, uh, through his love, he offers mercy and grace. And uh, that was the first time I ever heard about the grace. And uh, that was what I had been looking for my whole life. That's what I was trying to fill my life with, with the alcohol, the drugs, the women, all the stuff. Um, I ran down the aisle and surrendered my life to Christ. I was just sobbing on Mike's shoulder, you know, telling him I can't do this on my own anymore. I had been trying for about a year and a half, had two good friends, uh, Ronnie Neal and, uh, I just said his name, Robin Ash. Yeah. Uh, and they had been, on to me, you know, hey, you're, you're going to kill yourself if you don't stop this. Uh, so I'd been trying to quit and trying to stop cussing and trying to stop this and trying to stop that. And I'll be honest, I failed miserably. And, you know, that just made me sink that much more. Well, I can't and God's not going to love me and I can't. But that day I surrendered my heart to Christ and uh, I was drunk when I walked in. But I was stone cold sober, uh, probably sober for the first time in years when I walked out. Uh, I have not had a drink since January 22nd of 2000. Uh, no DTs, no withdrawals, no 12 steps, no nothing, just the absolute grace of God radically delivered. Uh, wow. In fact, uh, my wife, we got married uh, January 23rd of 2001. A year later to the day. To the day. And she knew me back at, at this point in my life and knew that she didn't want anything to do with me. In fact, she called me the freak. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand why. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but wow. after after I got saved, a uh, couple mutual friends, Robin, Robin's sister was best friends with Andrea. Uh you know, was saying, "Hey, you need you need to give this guy a chance. He is completely different. He is not the same." Uh, you know, and that by no means. Uh, you know, I just want to encourage folks. That by no means infers that I was perfect. I mean, I am still flawed. I still fail. Uh, I, I love uh, a line that Steve Harvey. Uh, said in a, a a special I saw once where he was doing a comedy routine in front of a uh, a, a Baptist convention. He says, uh, just so you know, he ain't done with me yet. <laughs> uh, you know, God's not done with me. No. Uh, as, as a pastor, I am, and you can ask Westview, I am transparent. Uh, we have a men's group that meets on uh, Sunday nights at 5 o'clock. Uh, and those guys know the struggles of their pastor. Uh, they pray for me. We pray for each other. We share. Scripture says, you know, that we're to, to share uh, our, our burdens and our sure. sins with each other, sure. that we might pray and be healed. Jimmy, uh, I want to pick up the yeah. story from where you, uh, when that happened, and then 
this fellow who had struggled for a lot of years finally came to the Lord at mm-hmm. age 30. Now you're pastoring a church. <laughs> Uh, He's got a sense of humor. (laughs) I want to learn more about that, and we'll do that when we come back. So happy to have you with us. Stay with us for the rest of the chat. Welcome back. Glad you're here. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. This is The Chat. My guest today, Pastor Jimmy Simpson, Westview Baptist Church. We've just heard Jimmy's story of a problem with alcohol from an early age and then uh, the military experience, and then at age 30, uh, heads to church, and something happens on January 23rd, the year 2000, that changes life forever. And now here's this fellow today, as I sit here, 2021, uh, pastoring a church with a master's degree in ministry, maybe two, I'm not sure. And uh, now, how did you know? Okay, so here you are. You've lived this life. Your life has changed. You know that you're different. You know you're a new Mm -hmm. creature in Christ Jesus. You found what you were looking for. You learned about God's love and mercy and grace. You realize that God wasn't a God in heaven sitting there with a baseball bat waiting for you to do something wrong so if you could bop you over the head with it and kick you out of his family. Mm-hmm. You know, you learned that about God. And and then the, the transition from that, how did you know what happened in your life that led you in the direction that you've arrived, the place where you are now? I, I, when I tell the story of my calling, God has a sense of humor. <laughs> uh, in 2001, very immature Christian, uh, I made a deal with God. At that point, I had applied for officer candidate school with the Tennessee National Guard. And uh, one evening in in my prayer time, uh, that was very heavy on my heart. You know, I was very anxious about it. I said, God, if you'll get me into OCS, I'll do anything that you ask me to do. Uh, A few weeks later, got a letter saying that I had been accepted to that class of OCS and uh, would start drill in Tullahoma uh, in the next couple of months. And, you know, I'm like, yay. And that, well, that night, this was around May of, of 2001. I can't give you the exact date. I wish I could, but uh, I was literally woke up in the middle of the night, not a audible hear it with my ears, but just in my heart, a deafening resonating just one word and that was preach and immediately i i you know woke up and it just kept resonating preach preach and i knew what was going on you know i'd gotten that letter that day i connected the dots i mean you know i'm i'm redneck but i'm not stupid (laughs) but uh i ended up so in your heart you knew oh yeah i knew knew and, there, you, and this was just shortly after you were born again. Uh, actually, it's about a year and okay, maybe maybe fifteen months. Okay, so you knew and you and you knew it in your heart. Yeah. Okay. There was no doubt. Uh, but I woke up and Dwight, I went into my living room and fell flat on my face in my living room and argued with God until the sun came up that morning. Uh, scripture talks about men that struggle with God. And that was, that was my night of struggle. Uh, having to, having to admit, you know, he knew everything, but my excuse was, you know, I was a drunk. I was a drug addict. I, I slept around with countless women. You know, I was even involved in, you know, the abortion of two of my children in 94 and 95, I mean, you know, I w- all Ten Commandments, and, I, and my excuse was, 
you don't know <laughs> who you're asking to do this. And here's a list of things you probably don't know about. Yeah, yeah. yeah like God yeah. doesn't know everything. And you know? but the answer that I got back that whole night was, "It's not about you. It's about me." That's Preach. good. And uh, I surrendered to that call. Uh, went running to. Brother Jimmy Arms, we were members over at Stephen Street at, at that time. I was going to ask you who you told first. So you, I, uh, well, I, was, I told my wife, and yeah. she's like, are you sure it wasn't bad pizza? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the, the first, you know, the first brother that I shared it with was Jimmy Arms. I grabbed him after a Wednesday night service. I'm like, I need to talk to you. God's called me into ministry. What do I do? Where do I go? I guess yeah. seminary. What do I do? You couldn't talk to a better person, by the way. I tell you what, he gave me the best advice. He said, don't get in his way. Sit down and wait on him to open doors. Um, and that's exactly what I did. Was called in 2001, uh, and God opened doors miraculously in 2004 when I was deployed to Iraq. Uh, I was playing guitar in the, the band there at the, the church services, uh, I had uh, felt called to start seminary. I actually started my seminary education with VHS tapes from Liberty. <laughs> uh, took three classes while I was in Iraq uh, and actually preached my first sermon in Iraq. Uh, had a little uh, one of the, the chaplains uh, had been going over to the the civilian contractor side of the base and wasn't able to go over there anymore and he asked me he says can you go over there and just just preach you know bible study whatever and uh, so had that opportunity to preach and uh, came back finished uh, a master of arts in church ministries at liberty uh, retired from the military so lost my tuition assistance and all uh long story short uh God has opened doors uh, December 10th of 2011. I uh, had an opportunity. I had left a church I was uh, interim pastor at, uh, Westview. Uh, Brother Chuck Branch was having a lot of health issues. They called me to do pulpit supply. Uh, a few months later, asked me to stay as interim pastor. Uh, and that was all I planned to do was just fill in. Yeah. Uh, and about a year and a half later, uh, through a lot of prayer, and uh, God opened the door for me to stay at Westview, made it very clear that that's where I was supposed to be. And uh, actually, this December will be 10 years that I've been there. Wow. What a, Jimmy, what a great story. And it's what not great, about me. It's no, about it's him. About, <laughs> yeah. And I love so many points. Of, we just got about a minute left in the show. But yeah, but, but I love the fact that you just... You just, you, it was that still small voice. It was in your heart. You didn't, you know, it was like you just knew the, the Holy Spirit was leading you in that mm -hmm. direction. And, and, uh, once you knew that, you went and told somebody, you told your wife, you told your pastor, and you begin to take, and then you just started taking those steps of obedience toward it, mm -hmm. not knowing where you'd end up and, and who knows what'll happen the rest of your life. But, uh, and, and, and came to the realization that, hey, yeah, God knows just like you, me, anybody else, everything we've done, everything we've done right, wrong. But he chooses us anyway, warts and all. And, and, and you know, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper and not to harm you, plans for a future and a hope. 
his plan is so much better than anything I could yeah. ever come up with. Jimmy, thank you very much. Thank it's you, been brother. Really, really good. Good to see you again. Good to be on the radio with you again. Good mm-hmm. to hear from you. Appreciate that great testimony. And we'll have to get together again, and, and there's a lot more we could talk about. Yes, there is. And thank you so much for being with us today. Join us same time next week for The Chat.